podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello! And welcome to Season 23, Episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. My name is Stork. And my name is Sir, appearing once in this season. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Dave? How's it hey, going? Dave. Been a while. Yeah, yeah. we miss you. Minute. We miss you out here. Friday nights are busy nights. I understand. Of things. Not really, but after I negotiate for weeks where I was here on Sunday and Monday... Right. Yeah. A lot of Going back to that well for right. Friday is just a <laughs> bad idea. Uh. So, uh, let's see. Uh, February 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th at the LAX Hilton Hotel in beautiful... Downtown, downtown? Burbank. I don't know. Well, I would say I would say really downtown. LA, That's the west side. No, I was so, just doing a laughing moment. In beautiful right. El Segundo, California. Near LAX. Strategic Con, February Con, also known as Orcon. 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 Yes. Yes. And we'll be there. We'll be uh, streaming games if everything goes the way it's supposed to, which yep. sometimes it does. Uh, and, uh, and of course, we'll do a, a, our, our Saturday 8 p.m. show there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're coming to the con, come and say hi. And uh, if you're not coming to the con, you can tune in at slash live. Yep. And watch games and uh, our con cluster F. Yeah. It'll be amazing. At 8 to I love night. I love meeting our fans and stuff. And I do. Please, please introduce yourself. Yeah. And please, and even if you introduced yourself to us last year, Reintroduce yourselves because I'm, I'm named deaf. I'm name blind, yeah. yeah. I, or name deaf, yeah. I can't. I'm just planning on being drunk, so <laughs> I'm not going to remember. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, we sit here and we sort of, you know, talk and everything. It just goes out into the void. And it, sometimes we go to these things where, like, oh my God, there's actually people here that know who we are. It's, it's always That's cool. Exciting. But here's something not to do. Yeah. If you're okay. playing in another game at the con, don't tune into the Twitch stream on your phone. Because that's not cool. Someone might send in a horror story about you. Is that a thing that happened? I No, but... I'm not going to tell you not to do that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you not to do that. You know what? Stream on your phone. Put it in your pocket. Sure. <laughs> you can do that all you want. Jack up the numbers, yeah, Wes. Jack up the numbers. Leave your laptop in your hotel room, <laughs> streaming all day. That's fine. Unless it interferes with our upstream when we're trying to stream. Oh. Which it will. Right. Because oh. the hotel has one megabit. <laughs> It, Singular. Yeah, one megabit, whether we need it all or not. <laughs> uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss the seven deadly sins of GMing. I only came up with four or five. That's okay, we came up with two more. Excellent. Uh, uh, Dagos writes in about abstract RP, and Carlin from Austin writes in about senses and immersion. But first... If you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're also on all of the social media orts. We're on um, the Twitter. We're on Facebag. We're on uh, Instagram. And we're also on MeWe! Happy we're Jacks- not really on MeWe. I'm on MeWe. On me. I'm on MeWe. We have over 100 people in our really? MeWe group. Oh, absolutely. 120-something. That's more than there are on the forum. No, the forum's 170-something. That's why people are trying to step up. They're trying to, like... Recruit more people into the into the Miwi. No. <laughs> oh, Miwi's making his move. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now's the time, the dawn of Miwi. <laughs> exactly. I'm just not acknowledging it anymore. So it's like a kid who's throwing a tantrum. I'm just not gonna, not gonna give it attention. I picked Miwi? the social media to to concentrate on, and I and I post there often now. 
When you say often, you mean someone who's lost their mother, or often frequently? Frequently. Ah. Uh, and if you'd like to watch us live, you can watch the show at 7 p.m. Pacific time at happyjacks.org slash live. Yes. And you will, and you will see us there. Yep. And our faces. Faces. Whether you like them or not. Yeah. They're going to be very hungover faces. Um, and we also have one more thing. Yes. Uh, we have we had a contest for our three million downloads. Right. Um, so we picked a winner for that. Thank you, everybody who entered. It was amazing. We had hundreds of entries. It was very, very, very exciting to win those amazing ancient dragon dice. Okay. So our winner. I hid them so they wouldn't get stolen. Yeah, because there were That's all the hosts wanted to steal those. We. Bria figured out. Yeah. Yeah. She was like looking for the. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, she was. Our winner was Cassandra. Starzine is the name. So thank you so much for entering. Congratulations. Uh, yes, and uh, chosen at random by an algorithm on a website. <laughs> and um, we will also be Did emailing. Did random.org? No, there's a whole thing. It's uh, Gleam.io is like a whole yeah. competition website. Like they do entries from different things. Students do what are they, immediately. What do they use for their for their random uh, it, number generator? It, it, is it, it a it random is, number it's generator? It's which corner of right. a cage a rat poops in. <laughs> It's, it's and they actu- turn the cage every two hours. It's actually okay. supernova from the stars that they uh, go and they map out, and whenever the randomly blinks out, the it puts background part radiation. Of the algorithm, background the radiation. <laughs> All right. So c- thank you, Cassandra, um, and we will be getting in touch with you. And we are going to have another contest um, like this coming up very, very soon. Yeah. So some cool stuff from Easy Roller Dice to give away. I love those guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, so keep an eye out for that. And now we should probably actually start talking about games. Right. Why start now? <laughs> the seven deadly sins of GMing. Oh, God. I modeled them. I started modeling them after the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. I feel attacked. There's not really, there's not really an, an, an analog for each of them. Oh, uh, we can make it work. Pretty good. But Pretty I got good. Pride. Yes. That That's the, the GM who thinks that he's God. Mm-hmm. That's the GM who doesn't admit when they've made... Mistakes as far as rules go, okay. or as far as continuity of of, uh, of narrative goes, things like that. Hey, didn't we fight that guy before? No. Or <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, he's a you know he's a very tall, big. No, no, it says right here in my you notes from three weeks height. ago that he was small and wiry. Yeah, that like that. Just the pencil. Um, wrath. Rawr. That's the GM who punishes the players. What's in the box? What's in the box? That, my that was envy. That was envy. No, what was in the box I was envy. So. I envy you. I wish I had what you had. I thought he said be my wrath. No, he was wrath. Yeah. Yeah, what's his name was wrath, but the box was... I don't know what you guys are envy. talking about. you never seen Seven? Seven? No. You haven't? Fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. That's Spoilers, Kimmy. That's some quality. I mean, I know, I know the ending of the movie, but oh, I've never actually Okay, yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. It yeah. Uh, Wrath would also include things like uh, killing the PCs when it would, story wise, would make sense to, cap, to take them prisoner rather than having someone go along and, you know, coup d'etat everywhere. Coup, coup de gras everyone, not coup d'etat. Yes. <laughs> Has there been a coup? <laughs> All the players are mobilized. I shall take over their government. (laughs) Red banners flying. (laughs) They just unfurl over everything. And and things like that. That's 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 the uh, 
that's the GM who doesn't who who likes to punish players when things don't go the way they think they should go. When the pride gets you're not following my storyline, so exactly. I'm going to punish yeah, you. That's the, it's uh, wandering the oppositional damage. GM. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was that way in my misguided youth. Sure, so was I. Sloth. <laughs> Sloth. Well, my, it's actually my favorite of the sins. It is. Really. It is my chosen sin. Uh, truly, <laughs> truly. I. Uh, I got special places for a couple. Okay. Because if you're going to use one, you might as well get another one. That's true. Yeah, That's know. true. Well, sloth and gluttony go really well together. Exactly they, my point. <laughs> they, they really do. are like yes. they're like uh, um, sloth. Not preparing your game, or not preparing it a game when when you're playing a sort of game that requires preparation of some kind. Also, never learning the rules, not knowing them, and when you start out, I'm gonna I'm not gonna call that a sin. <laughs> no. <laughs> An oversight. <laughs> well, I, I, there's a learning curve. <laughs> but never. Well, no, ever there's a difference them. between not knowing everything and not knowing it at all. Yes, absolutely. Because if you don't spend any time, you, if it's not worth your time to even peruse generally what's supposed to happen. How does the resolution mechanic? Work? I, yeah, I expect that from players, but not from a GM. The GM right. should should know at least enough to run the game. Sure. Yeah. But 100%. There's actually not that much you need to know to run that game. See? You can just avoid. There's, I mean, if you're if you want to really talk about sloth, you just avoid things that have a lot of rules. It's like I'm making the the Chronicles of Darkness characters for the Mode of Sin game I'm going to run at the con. I'm like, yeah, I just won't make anyone that has any of this weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to explain it. Don't anymore. have to explain yeah. it. And more really not read the book. <laughs> No, I didn't write it. No, Chronicles of Darkness. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about. See, because I'm, I'm switching rules. I'm not. I'm not doing old world. I'm doing new world. Okay. And it, the the I, and in fact, I, I've been reading over the last couple of days, and I, I've got the. It's very similar, but there's some differences. Make, combat's much faster, actually. Um, greed. Mm-hmm. I, I I interpreted this as col- uh, as as not being collaborative with the story. This is the story I'm going to tell that the players are going to walk through. As extras in my world. Hmm. Behold this diorama I have constructed for you to observe. <laughs> exactly. Should we maybe like take these one at a time and like discuss them? Sure, like, if you, you want. want to go through? I don't know. I was waiting. I was waiting oh. for a while and no one said anything, so I just kept going. Oh. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I kind of been jumping in with little right. okay. color commentary. Okay. That's what I'm well, doing. Well, why don't you finish those because you're almost there and then we'll like go back and talk about them. And and the more. fifth one I came up with was hypocrisy. Mm. And this actually. is. Huh? That's not actually one of the. No, it isn't. That's where I ran out. Oh, that's okay. where I ran out because it, I, I didn't find an analogy for it. Okay. That could be envy. We could totally be envy. It possibly. It could like, possibly. Oh well, well. How come? And that is the pl- and that and that is that is not consistently applying the rules either. Either having a favorite player and they get special treatment. Oh. Mm. Or having someone at the table you don't like, and they they get worse treatment, or NPCs get treated better than player characters. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Or, like worst of all, like the GM who's a player also in other games and complains about that in other games that he's a player or she's a player, and, and then does the same thing. Does the same thing, and like does not <laughs> see the correlation between their GMing right. and the things they complain about in other people's GMing. Right. Yeah. Those are the five I came up with. Good. What are the ones that you guys came up with? Well, there's envy, lust, and gluttony. Yeah. Well, I know what the s- seven lust, deadly sins are. Lust. I was I was sitting here thinking that that the GM 
is jealous of the player characters. He kind of that's really, envy. really, that's really envy. wants. Ah, that's that's envy. envy. See, <laughs> lust for me, and maybe this is like a, an experience like only I've had, is when, like you were saying before, the hypocrisy, the imbalance of the rules, right? Like, is often impacted when there's a relationship at the table. Yes, and yeah. a GM is involved. Right. Like that's that's. Most of the times where I've really felt like, okay, this is bullshit, like with, with right. unfairness. Right. The people I love dearly, but usually it's because the GM is dating somebody at the table. Right. And the GM doesn't want that long, quiet ride or, home. Or they just don't even notice. <laughs> or right. there's the, I'm sure it's not, not a common problem for me, but where a GM finds a player person attractive and yeah. is trying right. to be the. Oh, I'm going to be the heroic that's GM. Give, that's why I always give Dave so much sure spotlight in L5R. Right. Because yeah. yeah. you like batting your eyes at <laughs> it. I know. Suddenly it's Tanya the Unkillable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gluttony, I think, is the Monty Hall GM. Where they just give their players everything they want to the point where it's just ridiculous. It's like, wow, I don't even know why we're going to... Have you ever, you ever had a Monty Hall I GM? I used to be one when I, was a ki- when I was a kid, when I first started out. We used to give, e- we used to give each other... Because the loot the is why you played, right? And we used to get yeah. up, up. I used to give away hundreds of thousands of XP, yeah. and every gold piece counts for XP. <laughs> right, it did back in yeah. the day. That's amazing. And, and it, but truly, at some point, you're like, so you do one adventure, you get all this stuff, and you're like, I don't even know why we're adventuring anymore. We're going to open up an inn, and right, and you know. But right. even then, people were shouting, like the royalty shows up. You're the inn is the greatest inn ever, and. Yeah. It, it, after a while, the the shine wears off because you're not actually working for anything anymore. I see that too, but I also see gluttony as um, GMs who just have so much shit in their world. Like, like I played it, sat down at tables where there is like backstories, and that's great. And then I've sat down at tables where there are backstories and like the Silmarillion novelizations. Yeah, like this is the Silmarillion of my world. Congratulations! These are all the things you have to understand before you even play. Mm. Can like, I be an alien from another planet and just have everyone explain <laughs> shit to me as it comes along? Yeah, it's like um, I'm gonna play the Wonder Woman. Who you need to explain how civilization works because I don't want to read that. Yes, right. you can be an alien. Here's the alien compendium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I mean. Like, like that can be. I'd like just write a book. Like, I, I yeah. understand the trap of you start down that rabbit hole, and it's fun coming up with stuff. It's fun sure. making things Love up. Love it. Love so it. So much fun. That stuff belongs in a setting book, right? That, it, yeah. It's not fun to sit down at a table and have that much history that you have to know as a character before you can be successful or even step into it. Right. So, to me, that's that's more like a that. gluttony GM. Uh, I like that. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Yeah, I think it ties in with yours. Where like sometimes they don't say no, but it's also just like, oh, there's so much. Stuff. I just I can remember the Monty Hall GMs where I mean it literally was great for a while because you're right because stuff was the thing because we like because we were kids and we we're didn't playing have stuff. this game to get cool yeah, shit. Stuff. I want the sword that can yeah. cut through the face of everybody. <laughs> right. Because yeah. we were kids, we didn't have stuff. Now that we're grown-ups and have stuff, it's like... The, now we're just pissed off at the amount of stuff we have to take care of. <laughs> right. We don't care anymore. Yeah. I see, for me, that's more green. Like, the GM who, who put, like, either themselves wants all the cool stuff or gives their all their cool stuff to their players, like, on demand. Right. Um, but as much as I think that these are sins that can apply to GMing, yeah. I think they can apply to all the players, too. Absolutely. I, I think totally so. Right. I think so. Like, there is absolutely a mirror image of all of those in the other people around the table. Like, the. What do you mean? My my character is the best 
jouster in the land. So there can't be anybody that could out-joust me. Well, the dice said no. So, yeah. fuck right. off. Pride and wrath. Yeah. 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 You, you, you get a proud day. player with yeah. a bad dice roll. Suddenly there's wrath, table so flip. So yeah. much. And then dice they get throwing. all slothful. There's a lot of sloth. There's Fine. A, there's oh, a lot yeah. of Fine. player sloth. Hey, yeah. guys, can you all tell me, like, two people you met in your 20 years before you decided to go on this adventure? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> No family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everyone I've ever met is dead, is and they all have greed. Oh, well, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want the purple sword. I want the purple sword. Right. No, I want the purple sword. <laughs> it only would make sense for me to use that. Why? I You're steal a the sorcerer. Purple. I steal the purple sword when there's shut up. I'm an elf. I can use swords. Give yeah. it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all roll. That's only fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I could sell that and buy the scroll I want. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So what was it? I- so okay. What was it you had? Glut- what was the other one before gluttony? Lust. Lust. That was like lust for players, and I've also seen it for lust for characters, like, like, I mean, <laughs> literally and figuratively, you can have a hard on for a character and just be like, oh, I want to interact only with that one character all the time too. Oh yeah, that's. And um, or, or there was that horror it- story where people showed up to be oh. in a game and. The GM that lived in the house and his girlfriend that also played in the game were having sex as two of the other player characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That's that, awkward. That was. That was a good story. It was. <laughs> Hello. It's super we're, awkward. Uh, we're out here. Uh, we're That's here. my character. You're robbing me of my agency. <laughs> Stop <Yeah>. now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but uh, true story. Yeah. And I think uh, we I, think. Yeah. <laughs> It's true to us. Yeah. Yes. And envy. What did we say for envy? Uh, that was also the one. One of the ones. I think we'd said. Did what, we talk about that? Is it? No, we did. Uh, no, we I did. There were multiple sort of explanations. Because I had a hypocrisy on there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's not actually a sin, and that bothers me. It is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a seven. It's, a de- it's not one of the seven deadly sins. But this isn't the fucking Bible. It's role playing games. No, but you <laughs> made that. Huh? Well, I started with them, and I realized okay. now I'm not. I'm not getting anything no. for the rest of them. Hypocr- the other ones cl- yeah. stuck out very clearly. Hypocrisy is uh, that's annoying on a, every level. No, I agree. Hypocrisy is totally a thing. I think envy can be a thing though, because I feel like it might be too connected with pride. But I've definitely had those GMs, and I've also had those GM moments. Like I'm going to own it here and not be a total hypocrite, since that's also on our list. Um, that's why you wanted to take the, it off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Hypocrisy. Um, we're like. You know, it's when we started talking about those uh, NPC or GM NPCs. Uh, it's yes. like you have the player mm. character who's ah. in there. To me, that's like envy too. Like you want the attention, you want the the, the spotlight on you. I want to earn XP too. <laughs> yeah. Look at all of you pathetic players. Can't figure out the puzzle I made, but my character will step in and yeah. do it for you. Ah, right. Ah. Well, has nothing to do with the fact that I created it yeah. or looked it up on the internet. Uh-huh. It's it, Here's the deal. We're all human and we all have these sins and faults and it does trickle into our role playing games and it's a real hard yeah. thing as a GM or as a boss mm-hmm. or as a teacher or as a responsible adult to not have these things trickle into your life. Oh, I mean sure. that's really mm-hmm. the, the the point. You just got to be mindful of it. You do. Yeah. And yeah. And you may not even know that you're doing it, and you may not even know that there's anything wrong with it mm-hmm. until, like, you play in somebody else's game. You go, "Oh wow, th- he doesn't give out all the treasure ever, right? Or, or, or he's not mad at his players when they wander off the path. What? Or he's not laughing, laughing and, and giggling every time there's a TPK. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think um, 
I think we all have some of these flaws. Like, 100% as GMing. I mean, in life, Stork, but also as GMs. Yes. Um, I'm not very wrathful. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too slothful to be wrathful. Too wrathful. It takes so much energy to be angry at things. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's my job. Yeah. 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 Stu has all the wrath for all of us. Yes, yeah. he does. I'm good at wrath. Yeah. I'm totally pride. That's 100% me. I'm total sloth. <laughs> what, are, what are you, Dave? Good <laughs> <laughs> me. I'll have the law. <laughs> Bring me a bucket. What right. do you think? Now, which one do you think is the worst. We should go around the table and say, which one of these? Like, they're all bad, and we all have a little bit of them in us, but of these and things that you have seen, which is the one that you think is, like, oh, the worst oh, I know. to deal with as having a GM habit as a trait? Wrath. An angry GM, right. a vengeful GM, it's, it's never fun. I yeah. can deal with pride, I can deal with laziness, I can even deal with, with sort of lust and stuff, because it's kind of, you can brush it off, but when you have a GM that's out to get you, at every turn, it's just not fun for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think pride. Okay. Why? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the root of... I think that's the root of every shitty thing a GM ends up doing. It has to be with the fact that they do it because they... Because, well, I'm the GM. I can do it. I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. I'm God. I'm God of my world. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So I think I think that's actually the root of all of them. Is the pride? Is pride? Um, Except for sloth, you can't be so pride, proud that you're slothful. Sure, right? you can. Absolutely, yeah, you can. I don't have to prepare. I'm, I'm so GM. good at this. All right, right. I'm the yeah. GM. I don't. Good need point. To, mm-hmm. Touche. Prepare. The players have to figure out what to do. Yeah. Touche. All right. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite, and I'm going to choose hypocrisy, even though I just try to get it off the list. <laughs> but to me, that is like. The most annoying thing. Like, if you have one set of rules for your players and one set of rules for yourself, or, you know, or you, you know, bitch about somebody's mistakes or or choices as a GM, and then you do turn around and do those exact same things without seeing that correlation, like, that is the most annoying thing to me. That's a very good point. That's up there with Wrath for me. The the guy that has the two separate sets of rules is so. Right. It's like, that's it. I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're closely linked because often, like, you can be like that player who's trying to be nice and like, hey, so I want to give you a little bit of feedback about your jamming, and then it triggers wrath, and then it's like yeah, pride. I, it's just eventually you learn not to give feedback to those guys because they didn't even ask for it. So, do you? yeah, mm. I just oh I yeah, just, I do. I chalk it off and walk away. <laughs> yeah, but you'd like a good confrontation. I don't. I'm no, like, no, I no, I that there are people that will take constructive criticism, and there are people who won't. And when I learn someone won't, they don't get it anymore. <laughs> I give people feedback all the time, no matter what. Right. Because <laughs> I'm prideful. And I know things. <clears throat> and I'm a teacher. And I'm going to grade you, goddammit. You have a master's degree. I, know, I have a master's degree. I know when not to know things. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a master's degree. I have a master's degree. I have degree. chosen to forget more things than you care about. <laughs> I drink and I forget <laughs> Stu things. Stu doesn't have a master's degree? I'm, it's a, it should be very Wait, but that doesn't... I mean, it's not a master's degree in... Yeah, you have a master's degree. I have a master's degree. (laughs) An M. Ed. It's very important. All right. Abstract RP from Dagos. Who would like to read Dagos's email? Uh, Dave hasn't been here in a while. Oh yes, Dave, go for it. Oh, all right. But before that, can you hand me another beer? You don't have to give me one of yours. It's all the way over there. Okay. What happened? I don't remember. We were supposed to do a thing and I forgot. What thing? 
a thing that we forgot. I we better go get you one of yours. Okay. We're good. It's all good. Oh, um, what are you doing that? I'll read. We were okay. We're gonna try a weird thing this month in February. It's gonna, we're gonna, not not like that. Not that word. Yeah. It has nothing to do with this list we just talked about. Um, so we're gonna be creating, and part of this is inspired by Stork. Huh? <laughs> what? I get a be, thing? We're going to be creating a Happy Jack's bingo game. Oh, God, yes. Okay. So it okay. will be on uh, the forum, and we're going to post it some other places. What you can do, you can go print it out yourself, and then as you watch or uh, listen to Happy Jack's uh, games and podcasts throughout the, the month, you can mark off when you saw you, when things happen. Uh, like Stork succeeded at a roll is on there. Already. Oh my god, yeah. is it, it really already? You're never you're never gonna get a bingo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, put so, down like the time code. Okay. <laughs> now yeah. is this specifically for APs? No, it can be part of the podcast too. One of the things on the podcast is uh, you uh, read an email with a PS at the end. I thought I should give you some okay. easy ones. Well, that's like the so. center square, right? <laughs> yeah, play along at home. Kind yeah. Of thing. So um, yeah, you can you can. Play, you oh, make one of the squares show starts on time. <gasps> yeah, that will never happen. <laughs> it's fine. But so anyway, it's a lot of obnoxious, funny things. Um, Samantha talks to a cult member, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and you can mark it. You don't have to watch, obviously, or listen to every show, but the more shows that you consume, the higher your chances of getting bingo. And um, yeah, we're going to, on the bottom of the sheet will be how to turn it in. And uh, we're going to figure out cool prizes. We have dice for the first one. Now, how, now, how do, are they going to be on the honor system, or, or are you no, going to mark it? Like, there's going to be a little yeah, thing when they saw it, like the time, like, like the time a time stamp. code or something. Yeah, okay, the time right. stamp and the show. Who's going to go back and double check all that? Well, they got to send me a picture. I'm going to look at it. No, We're I mean you're going to go in, into the video. Yes, and, okay. I will. All right. And is it going to be blackout, or you just got to get bingo? No, you have to get bingo. I mean, if like 80 people win this first month, the next month they'll be. People. No, if it's just bingo, that's just one line. Well, we'll see. I'm writing very much. How many squares things. are there? There's five, five by five, five, five mm-hmm. by five. I'd make it a blackout because that that would take a month. That would take, and we can't guarantee that all the things will happen though, because Stork may never succeed at a roll. Well, then no one wins that time. It's exactly what happens when you play bingo. Prizes right. roll over like when, old cellular minutes. I'm right. working on the sheet right now. We're going to post it soon. The rules will be on the bottom of the sheet, so it's, it, we'll work. I it think out. it's a genius idea. Yeah, yeah. it make is sure a work have, in progress. Make sure you but have no, someone. No, maybe kind of it's a, just submitted. Down. It comes down to who submits first. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, there you go. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. The, like, first the first completed, yeah. accurate, right one verified. Then yes. they, it's just in order that they're submitted. So if the first person sends it in and their time codes are all wrong, they can fuck off. Right. Second person yeah. gets it in, that's all right. Here's what you do. It's be good. the third or fourth person to go in. Just mark any old square and then just write down bullshit for the timestamps because by the third or fourth sheet, they're not going to be checking. <laughs> or you can be like... Do you guys never see me great essays? Or you can, right. like, you can be like me and just be slothful <laughs> and then you start with all the... And then great attention, then you turn into a drinking game. Oh, the dog barked. Drink. <laughs> That is not going to be on there. <laughs> it's going to be good things that I want to highlight. Sometimes the dogs don't bark. <laughs> Drink. No, you kind of put parrots. You got to put parrots. Okay, we'll put parrots. Fucking okay. a. All right, let's get. <laughs> we're coming to the spring when they're going to get all yappy again. I just yeah. saw a bunch of them and they were flying low. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're yeah. very beautiful. Because I only see them from the underside and they're not, but they're like bright, 
brewing it green. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Pasadena has a huge population of wild parrots. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. They're actually protected. Yeah. Um, from also, a, from a pet store fire in the sixties. Yes. There's there's lots. There's of actually theories. a couple. There's a couple theories. Yeah. Um, that was one of them. There's also a Beverly Hills a fire in Beverly Hills when people had a bunch of parrots and let them go. There was there's also there was also Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens shutting they down. escaped. Yeah, I heard that too. I'm sorry. Go um, <laughs> did you also want to talk about the brainstorm bringer? Uh, brainstorm bringer. This is genius. So when it's done, I'll just put it up. <laughs> uh, but we want to tell people about it. Okay. So that if they want to join the Patreon, yes, the, uh, all the Patreon. Uh, it's all of them, right? No. Is going to be at it's two dollar. Like, I think it's three dollar a month. No, I don't know it at three because I have the the but traveler thing. Is it then? Three. It's a two. Two. Okay, so two, at two the two dollar level and up. We're going to have a brainstorm bringer, and it looks like it's probably going to come out once a month. I hate committing to things like this on the air because then I have to do them. <laughs> <laughs> he already committed to me, so he was going to have to do it anyway. So that's fine. Right, which means now I'm writing two newsletters. <laughs> There's also one that's called uh, the uh, RPG briefing. Is it called RPG Briefing? Mm -hmm. I think it's called RPG Briefing. And that's basically where I'm, I'm putting prep for games in each issue. Yes. And right, right now I'm doing the Ashes of Exodus setting. Yeah. So all the stuff for Ashes of Exodus. Oh, so people can get a peek behind yeah. Uh, yeah. the mind yeah. of Stu Venable. Right, but I'll have like, here's this here's this mm. world and here's what it's like. Cool. Like that. Yeah. So the first issue of Brainstorm Bringer is going to be about elves. Yeah. And there's two articles in it. I wrote one and Kimmy wrote one. Three. What's the theme here's of Brainstorm Bringer? He said, I sent it to you. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, so okay. I'm actually the one coordinating Brainstorm Breaker, but it, what, basically what it is, every month we're going to pick a topic, something that's probably a little bit overdone in RPGs, and we're going to have different hosts write a, a couple paragraphs about how they'd make it fresh, how they make it their own, how they'd make it unique. Cool. So because I, it's also my idea, obviously, I picked elves for the first month. So I wrote an article about elves, Stu wrote an article about elves, and Jason Mills You should also. totally write it in elvish. I did not write it in novel. You should. It's it about would just be awesome. We it, could all hit Google Translate <laughs> yes. and it'll be hysterical. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I'll translate it. No, I'll translate it into Google Translate. That's not how that it doesn't work well. It's a terrible translator. It's not accurate. I'm sure it's pretty accurate for made up language. Okay. <laughs> it's not though. Not for your Tolkien language. I'll, okay, I'll in, I'll I'll translate it into Esperanto and then translate it into Elvish. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you all. I'm drinking water. It'll be even better. Read the email, Dave. <laughs> Do the thing. I'm currently I wanna, going. I want to translate everything into the metaphorical language of the Star Trek race. <laughs> the Star Trek race. <laughs> no, you're talking about Starmok and Jalad Tanagra. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. When the dice fell. <laughs> right. All right. <clears throat> We're here for a reason. Uh, abstract role playing from Doggos. Hey, Applejacks! Yeah! That's not my favorite cereal. Mm. Yeah. I've had enough cider, it's probably accurate. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, Applejack. <laughs> uh, I'm currently going backwards through the log, episodes 2000-something right now. Wow. Uh, because some of the older ones were corrupted at the beginning, so it was just easier. A lot of character discussions are about how to get players to roleplay more, or get a feel for their character. I've got two things. First, to bring up a weird thing called football, sometimes if your players aren't going to run with it, you can always pass. <laughs> Having an open policy of a player being able to say, I pass, either to the GM or to other players, gives them the option of thinking, I don't know how I want to deal with this, or I don't know what I'd say, and letting someone else offer an option. They can still veto what is said, but we are not always our characters. 
bleed happens. Mm -hmm. And may not be as wordy as our bard PC actually is. Hmm. Uh, Sorry, Canada. It's like phone a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And maybe a player has a cool idea for what they... What should be said, uh, or they don't want the pressure of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Although, let's be honest, they wouldn't be playing a bard then. <laughs> uh, this could also mean, what do you say to the guard? I pass, which is a good bond. <laughs> but they, that's pretty good. I like yeah. that. But they also may not know what to say, including this with the caveat of you can still say no to what someone suggests works. Uh, and it could. And and it could the GM also on the other part, preferably not passing. Uh, the second is summaries. When the GM asks, what do you say to the guard? A player can just say, I want to convince him that we're royalty. Whereas another player may want to actually act out that scene. We aren't as wordy to say how they disarm the trap, but I want to find a loose cog. Okay, roll. Um, <laughs> I've had a few people who aren't playing in my games hate this idea because they think it's fake role-playing. Hmm. But we're all not good at something. Uh, In MMOs, another thing I know we love to hear about, uh, (laughs) not everyone has fast fingers to handle some more combo-focused characters or would want to keep track of everyone's health and instead just face tank the boss. Let people... You can be great at at MMOs and still be the tank, I'm just going to say. Oh! (laughs) Is that pride talking? (laughs) (laughs) I already admitted it. Pride is my thing. I'm sure everybody's surprised. Keep reading, Dave. <laughs> the problem is you only need one tank. So if you're not the best, then why bother? Right. Well, that's 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 why they kick you out of the, the guild, right? Yeah. Pride. <laughs> I am the best tank, especially when there's no other tanks available, so shut up and I'll keep you alive. <laughs> Ah. Oh, oops, oops, it got past me. That's Oh, you're dead now. Sad. Oh, pickup groups. That would be Wrath. I I spent a significant <laughs> amount of time... That would be Cider. We're going to get you a couch. <laughs> so tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what was your first tanking experience? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about when that monster is standing there with their genitals in your face for an hour? <laughs> Well, see, I started off as range DPS, and I just died so much that I decided I would just tank everything. And then I started playing Elf Eye Now you're hating rangers. That's, that ain't right. Sometimes I saw this just a No, I did start as range DPS, and I got fucking tired of tanks who let, people, who let everyone die. So then I became a tank. The end. Keep reading. Let people play to their strengths and look like they're good at other things. Uh, now drink up for dealing with two things you dislike. We don't actually dislike them. Uh, I'll drink anyway. Yeah, fuck right? It, fuck it. I ran out of beer. I have, so- I have a whole bunch of whiskey. Yeah, you do. And cider. Yeah. Kimmy's figured it out. <sighs> Game in the system. Uh, dramatic doggos in the Midwest. I really hope you're still alive in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's Epic crazy, storm right now. Crazy cold. Although, <laughs> my cousin that lives in the northernmost city in the world in Alaska... He's kind of like, eh. eh. <laughs> right. <laughs> 40 below. <laughs> eh. He's like, my house is built on stilts, so we don't all freeze to death. <laughs> so, oh, because it just gets it completely enclosed. <laughs> that would suck. Boy, that would suck. You wouldn't run out of water. It's no, it's, it's... Or ice for it's your martini. Because the ground is just permafrost. Oh. Okay. So it leaches all the heat out of the building otherwise. Got it. 
P.S. Hearing the arc backwards of y'all disappointed by Ready Player One, then slowly getting more excited was so tragic. (laughs) Or I'm never running a game with my kids. To I'm so excited to run this for my kids is a unique experience. Oh yeah, right. I liked Ready Player One. I, I I've, I've grown to like the movie. I've, I've recognized it for what it is, and it's Steven Spielberg masturbating to himself. <laughs> yeah, it's Hollywood man. But you know what? I watch it. I know. I know. <laughs> like, still haven't seen it. And and the fact that that D and D had like a major role in the book, and, and it was just it's it's a picture on the side of a van. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. But. I love The Shining. Yeah, The Shining was awesome. You know what I adore? What? This email. Damn. Take two seconds to talk about something that's mentioned in the email. I know, I know, yeah. It's going to get beaten down. Just read it, we won't comment, and then we'll go on to the next one. I will read it. Go ahead. Quickly, like unto the Micro Machines man. All right. Postscript. So hard, I forgot in my initial email. I wanted to add one more thing to get the players into RP. Okay, okay. Which requires some moderation. But have them be NPCs in a game where they are not in the scene. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work, and while some of them have RP whole sessions, one called Campaign, <clears throat> which uses y'all's favorite chicken scratch Star Wars dice system. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got three Cannes Film Festival awards. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I love oh. the fact that she calls it the, or they the call chicken, it the chicken scratch. scratch. Yeah. Right. It's perfect. Uh, we'll often have players act as the NPC for a scene. I believe it was chicken entrails. You believe. <laughs> and only rarely do they overstep possibilities. A player in an average game might try to be a shopkeeper, but you're not likely to see them say, oh yeah, I'm closing up to shop and moving, so take everything you want for a single gold. <laughs> And you can still stop that, but most of the time they'll be more infested because they aren't at the Paladin's elite meeting. Uh, but you can say, hey, Josephine, do you want to be a go-getter co-worker at this table or a snide superior? As prompts, uh, unless you have confidence, they can figure out a character to embody on the spot. Uh, I have used this method to come up with a big bad by starting a scene with <coughs> a random NPC, giving them a leading question of what makes you know this person's apartment is nice. Uh, and as we run around... As I let them slowly build up this suave motherfucker who was also <laughs> making a land grab their descriptions and had a batch of very short scenes where two-thirds would be themselves and the third would be would give their portrayal, and eventually I combined all three of these to get what would be an antagonist for them. Oh, cool. Nice. That is kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, I also thought... Stop. <coughs> I have to finish the email. Uh, I also thought, who would work for him? And got a rude assistant that did more work than she got credit for and gave a serious attitude to anyone who questioned them. Mm. Delayed doggos. Nice. I really love that last part, actually. That's a great, great idea. And I really like the idea of um, having a prompt like that, like giving them choice between two character <coughs> ideas if you think they might need a little bit of assistance. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really up there with like having the characters choose their own failure when they roll ones mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It's like, you know what? You get to make your own antagonist. And then I don't get to hear about how bad he is, because... You guys did it for me, right? <laughs> I, I, I think I I love this bit, but I'd love it even more as a spring as a surprise on your group. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. don't tell them what's happening. Yeah. Just start asking them some questions about, hey, what's this? You know, okay, uh, why don't you play this guy? And uh, he's kind of well off, and he has a nice apartment. <coughs> the rest of you guys are meeting with him about this, and then let the scene play out a little while and start accruing notes on the, how they play the character, and mm-hmm. then suddenly. Having that be their big bad—that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think yeah. the champions MMO. 
Remember, remember uh, there were some superhero MMOs. The Champions MMO had uh, had you design your your antagonist, your your, your yeah, yeah. And, and you came up with a name and uh, some concepts and stuff. And it was sort of like one of these sort of you know fill out online kind of things. And then he would appear, or they would appear during mm-hmm. the course of your adventures. You know, leveling up and you know probably a bank robbery or whatever. Which I always thought was kind of a cool concept yeah. because you came up with your own nemesis. I think that's what they were called, and then they would constantly show up and nemesis, nemesis, ne- and they constantly come up and antagonize you. It was just kind of a cool, mm-hmm. you know, concept. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, Re- Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. The, the, this also kind of reminds me of that thing that Bill mentioned the first time he played Song of Ice and Fire, mm-hmm. where everyone made their character, and then he told them, "Okay, turn your character sheet upside down," and he handed out. Just like peasant schlubs, and then he had the big bad guy come into town and slaughter them, and they had to like play a regular peasant trying to fight this like big powerful knight who was chopping them in half. The yeah. riddle of steel, one after the other. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And then they jumped back into their own characters, and that and it was, it basically it was it was basically just like a scene, yeah. like a foreshadowing scene, and yeah. it gave them. them all filled with wrath. Right? Yeah, I used the righteous same, indignation. I used the same thing. When we ran the D and D game that turned into a couple other systems mm-hmm. at one point, I stole I stole directly that idea. Yeah, I had all the players play a cool a member of a small village, and they had the bad guy that the players had already been chasing. It was very upsetting. It yes. was amazing, amazingly motivating, um, especially when there was like kids. I was, just, I was right. Like, oh. And one of the kids was like slow, and the guy's like, "Oh, I need your help," and totally like totally played into that. And yeah. And it's like, oh, here's someone I can manipulate easily. Yeah. And have, uh, all, the, all the players are like, oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I work with disabled kids, and that's one of the things I spend a lot of my time. And it, it was not like an X card moment. No. But it was something that really did motivate me, like, to then... I'm gonna I'm gonna murder this person really really good. <laughs> I'm gonna like, dance in his entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna like yeah absolutely. So um, so yeah I think it, it can be used for effects but just make sure when you're doing it that you're aware of people's like uh, like lines and veils and like what they're okay yeah. with and what they're not okay with. Um, so yeah. Uh, senses and immersion from Carlin in Austin. I would read that. Huh? I will read this. Hello, Stu and the Douchey Cats. I don't get the part. It's oh. uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. What's, oh, I went to What's New Pussycat. What's yeah. New Douchey Cat? Maybe they did a cover at some point. Yeah. Maybe. I'm sure at some point. They've done every cat song, probably. Catching up on my holiday podcast. And I just finished your bit in season 23, episode 11, about the importance of remembering sounds and smells huh? for game descriptions. Thanks. And it got me thinking it's about how to it. do it, quote, right. Pull out the... Re- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who needs a soundboard? We got, what, what's his name? No, Winslow? No, Paul, why what, did what? you mention soundboard? <laughs> Michael Winslow, yeah. Yeah, Michael Winslow, yeah, yeah. Pull out the recovered, the beating the horse called Immersion. It might take a whack or two. Stop. It might have been mentioned in a past episode... About how important it is to remember all the senses and include them in descriptions. <laughs> but when was the last time that you smelled boiled leather, armor, soiled 
in bat guano and butter, uh, body odor from a four-day march. Uh, just today fair. when I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> well, no bat guano. There's no, yeah. To yeah. be fair, there's no bat guano. Unless you go into the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, how would the regular office jockey know how to describe that intoxicating smell of freshly oiled leather, the sound of a whipping battle banner, or the sound metal makes when an angry knight slams a sword into plate mail? Unless your office is fucking amazing, <laughs> many new or unread game GMs might find their descriptive prose lacking that special kick at the table. Mm. One advice I could help GMs give is with game sounds is to embrace the glorious age of old comic trope over uh, over the top onomatopoeia. Swords clink, shields bong, face soldiers bamf to the ground, arrows thud. Uh, death screams go no. And thrown beer bottles go. Yeah. Doont. <laughs> that's a that's a Don Martin sound effect, by the way. Doont. Doont. <laughs> just as a GM, I mean to just say I hit that perfectly. You by did. That <laughs> was amazing. I'm really and, glad and, too, because if you didn't, it would have been bad. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, there is a Don Martin dictionary out there in the world on the that's worldwide awesome. webs that has all of his sound effects. And doot <laughs> is the sound of a bottle bouncing off someone's head. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's perfect Just as as a GM might use a particular voice For an NPC uh, Pick a few good sound effects to blurt out When good action happens in game And it really drives it home My main question to you would be How do you keep players immersed at the table If you have to break setting to describe a sound or smell For example If a mere hedge mage (laughs) (laughs) Carlin Thank you for bringing this all together This is awesome Amir, as in the name, and Hedgemage as the last name, which That's is genius. fucking brilliant. Yep, uh, slings a bolt of lightning at a foe, and we want to describe the lights and the smells left behind. Is it too much to say? You know that ozone smell from a hot tub? That's what you smell in the air. Or from a hot tub? You need to rewire that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of hot tubs have that UV sterilizer for yeah. the water. Oh, I don't. Know? I'm not familiar with that. Okay. <laughs> It does, uh, and then it makes a very okay. similar. Oceans, yeah, the lightning flashes like a pol- like police cars flashing lights, turning on and off. You can barely keep your eyes open. Does this quote break immersion? If we don't know any better way to describe it, uh, what do uh, what uh, describe what we want to portray? <coughs> Carlin from Austin, Texas, of the hill people. Oh, it's on of the, the hill forum. people. And oh, then, hey. there's a cue. Yeah, be ready, Stu. Here's your yes. sound effect. <laughs> wave. Oh, have you got it? Yeah, of course you do. Serpent's blood. Yeah! How's that for a topper? PPS, how's that for a topper? Nice. How's that for a topper? (laughs) You dress in the manner of a male prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing because this is actually uh, the exact lesson I'm doing with my students this week. We're talking about sensory details. Uh So I've been literally teaching people to do this all week. So it's fantastic! I'd um, love to hear your guys' ideas. When I when I did the the when Dave and I did the um, pre-show goes to the Fey Realm, mm-hmm. I was very keen on making sure that smells and sounds were like when they first come out of the trick or tree, and I said you smell it, it, it's autumnal. There's leaves and you hear the wind blowing, and there's uh, obviously the fields have been have been harvested recently. You smell you know the smell of burning, just sort of faintly in the air of smoke and of rotting leaves, right and. It, Put them all right sure. there, and it's like, and you can hear the wind, and it's cool and crisp. The smell of smoke, the leaves are blowing. It's it's autumn in the right. Fey realm. 
<clears throat> and, uh, and but you describe it as they enter a scene. Mm-hmm. You you list those smells and, and sounds out as as well as what they're seeing. Right. And then you get it over with. But it it it's amazing how immersive it is when you describe to them the sound and the smell. Because mm-hmm. seeing, they're always like, "All right, what can I hide behind?" But when you take the time to go, you smell faint acrid wood smoke or. You smell dung, but but it doesn't smell fresh. It, it, maybe there's a farm nearby. Oh, okay. Right. It it, it, it transcends just the tactical and more into the um, the scene, into the into the world. But with regards to what he's talking about about using like modern references, I don't think there's a problem with that at all. Not at all. No. I think if your players, if you're if you're coming up with something that your players can relate to personally, yeah. They can in- do the interpretation mm-hmm. so that it's not an- anachronistic for their characters. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. although I, like to me, like when you're talking about a bolt of lightning, I'm old enough to remember cameras with with the flash bulbs mm-hmm. and the blue dot mm-hmm. that you get as a result of the flash bulb, right? <laughs> what? It's like that's what it, I mean. That's, Smile again. Which way? If I was playing with people who had a little bit of gray hair, I would say, "Yeah, you just just remember the old flash bulbs on the top of the cameras and the." But that was so much better than when they used to use the stick with the powder. Oh, right. <laughs> we used to have these rescue things that were, were uh, it was a series of 12 flash bulbs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we squeeze it. Oh, yeah. And it, mm-hmm. psh, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with using modern stuff for the players at the table to describe it. Because, I mean, it, anything that you can get so just so they can relate to it, I think is fine. I've even said, um, like, one of the, one of the characters was, again, in the table realm. It was a uh, dog boy, and dog boy was slowly changing because everybody was in the family room. Their 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 forms would get more and more, and and when he howled, <coughs> it was like a train whistle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I used this modern, and they were like, it, it brought it home. It's this loud, but it's it's not, you know, because I try to get into a dog sort of thing. It's it it gets real granular. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, it's, it's right. loud like a train whistle. Got it, right? Like a. Like a loop guru. Okay, see, but you're there. Mm-hmm. But still, if you didn't know your players, right, using a description like that, people would be like, "Huh?" I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, right. like, like, <coughs> like one of those things you use to look at the jewelry, make sure it's authentic. The, the jeweler's loop guru. Oh yeah, no, no, that's the wolf stone. Right. <laughs> yeah, I but think yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Um, yeah, I think it's important, and I think one of the things that gets overlooked all the time, both in my fourth graders' writing and in GMing, is taste, mm-hmm. too. Like, especially, it doesn't have to be, like, you're eating something to taste something. Like, like there are times where there's, like, things that smell so strong, you start tasting it in your mouth. Yeah, like and the things, malort. Yeah, malort. Like, whenever anybody says malort now, I still taste it. My yeah. son's fart from two days ago. Yeah, there you go. In oh. line at McDonald's. I didn't, I didn't even order anything. You just had to go. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so there's. I think that's something that um, that people overlook a lot. Like you were saying, stork people just, right. do, just do sight. Smell is super important, like you were saying. Like, they, there's been Sound. so many studies about how smell, more strongly than any other yeah. sense, is actually linked to memory. Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. So if you describe a smell and people click in with that, yeah. they're going to like link that in their brain, like, just involuntarily. It totally brings mm-hmm. it. Like when I just said the smell of wood smoke, I could see all these like little mm-hmm. flash bulbs go off, and I and it 
everybody has a different interpretation, oh, sure. but it, it is a tactile memory that mm-hmm. people then grounded on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it did help also set the mood because suddenly all, all you know, like, <gasps> I wonder if that's mm-hmm. left over in our brains. It's the reptile brain. Yeah. We were Smell is a very I, important thing. From, from a previous remnants of a previous evolutionary step. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. The reptile brain. Anyway, we'll we talk about that later. Reptiles. But I don't think it's reptile. <laughs> uh, reptiles no, I had always heard that there were layers in the brain, but um, tasty. We joke, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying before this? It fell out of my head. I knew I should take the notes. Um, <laughs> you were talking about smell. smell One thing that they say that they're suggesting in the chat room: heavy metal Jess suggests um, like location description cards. So she mentioned conflictgames.com, ga- mm-hmm. which has a bunch of different cards that um, are description cards. You can kind of pull them and use them to help you describe scenes. Okay. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so if you are someone who, who struggles sometimes with like coming up with stuff like details on the fly, which is common, it's like amazing. It's I remember what it was. Uh, was it Mission Impossible? Did I do this? Or maybe we didn't get the chance, but I think I came up that's with it. Okay. was one of my favorite authors, Ellie Modisette. Uh, takes the time to work out the menu, uh, what the people are eating when they no, go yeah, in. We, we did that, but they didn't go that. They route. didn't go that route. So yeah. I, I actually came up with like like what the menu. So if they asked us, you know, what what was going on, <clears throat> what what they what they had, I, I had a menu prepared or a couple of options prepared. And again, that's the kind of thing that takes them right there. They're like Absolutely. chicken and cream sauce with uh, with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's a small detail, and you you may think it's not important, but I really do believe that those those little a simple thing like the, you know you hear the wind in the trees and the leaves are blowing, uh, and the <coughs> leaves are brown and they make that crunching sound is more important than uh, all right uh, twenty feet away there's a rock and then there's a hay bale on the other side and there's that's so, that's talent with a plus three ball right sword. right yeah. I think setting that mood. The sound yeah. and the smells and the tastes are well really overlooked and really important. Mm-hmm. I'll let you in on a little GM secret of mine. I've never come up with a location that's not based on somewhere I've been in real life. There you go. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So I always have Good a tip. perfect picture in my head of exactly what the... Le- all Good of tip. the people on the Star Trek crew just went mm-hmm. on vacation and went to a big luau. And I'm like, yeah, I remember the Hyatt in Hawaii. And they had this big thing in the courtyard. That's where we are. You're describing right. that Except in space. <laughs> it's yeah. a space luau. Well, it, but I mean, they're on a resort Spluow? planet. Specifically oh, for that. by the way, uh, it's a luau. Luau. Speaking, speaking of luau, have you started watching uh, the next season of The Orville? I have. Did you see the first episode? I did. No. Oh my god. Well, what is the name of that race? The species. The. I can't remember. I don't remember the guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who uh, one of the aliens. Mm-hmm. They only urinate once a year, and yeah. it's, a, it's a big ceremony. The uh, Bordis. Is Bordis the is the character's name. So they have to go back to his home planet, yeah. Mocklin, for to, to the yeah. to the his, for the for his urination. It's a sacred time. It's a sacred moment, wow. and he and he urinates, and they have a then they have a party afterwards. A guy totally wrote that. Of course, it was Seth MacFarlane, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It's a nice yeah. homage to like when Vulcan's Look, going it doesn't to matter if you're a man or a woman. If you could only pee once a year, you'd want it to be a thing. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> like it would feel real it's good. A, it's yeah. like it's like when you potty train a kid. It's like, oh, you pee peed in the potty. Woohoo! We're gonna have a luau. Aim for the Cheerios. We're gonna have a poo wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's every other year. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, all right. 
Um, yeah, no, I think I yeah, I think well, all that's yeah. It, it just reminded me of something. One of the things that it, when I have time, if I have like five or ten minutes where I'm, I'm not busily working on something else before a game, and I know there's going to be spots where they're going to go, I will sit down, close my eyes, and try to visualize what that place mm-hmm. looks like. N- not even write it down, but just sort of sort in my head what that place would be like and what hundred percent and the ex- what the experience being there would be like. I'm gonna plug a thing that I love right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting painted around these people at all. But there's also something to be said if you're playing in a I'll room that has a large television in it. Um, is there are a million videos on YouTube? I'm gonna plug my favorite channel for this, but it's called mm-hmm. Guild of Ambiance, and they have these amazing videos that are literally just background noise. And like a cool scene that's just like, uh, they have a potion shop, and they have a harbor, oh. and it's like a galleon floating. It's super chill. I played in my classroom. The kids, the table group that has the most points gets to choose like one of three videos. The students watching it right yeah. now. Library and, sounds. No, that's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's beautiful. You have this beautiful visual that do- it doesn't have people walking through. It's like candles flickering and or like a fireplace. Long. And they're two to four hours long. Oh, so it's like the Yule log that they play on the various channels exactly. at Christmas time, except that it's different settings. Yeah. Oh, you've been cool. watching. You've been watching these on the Happy Jacks yes, channel I because have. I can see some of them have yeah. skulls on them. So, and there, there's like a forest. There are magical <laughs> hills with like with music. These are great for setting up uh, these situations. And they, they this one's this channel's especially cool. That's my favorite one for the class. The class loves the ocean one. That looks almost looks like the little the little village from uh, yeah. Popeye the movie. Oh, oh yeah, it might yeah, be. That's a cool village, know. Sweet but, Haven. Yeah, but it's really pretty, and there's like smoke coming out of the chimney. He's but large. it really. S- <laughs> He's mine. It really sets up the ambiance of a situation. You owe me an apology. <laughs> and you can kind of see things that are happening, and it gives the visual, it gives the audio. I think that. I've very, never even thought of that, calming. Kimmy. That's such. That's yeah. such a great idea, and I didn't even know that existed. That's yeah, so cool. It's awesome, and I, my I for, class loves that. I forget the the name of the channel, but there's another channel on YouTube that just does the ambient noise from science fiction. Oh, that's cool. So it's like you want to make it sound like you're on the mm-hmm. Enterprise, the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Here's twenty four hour long YouTube right. video of that noise having edited out all the dialogue and other stuff. That's awesome. So that it's just cool. that background noise of like the engines okay. going. Uh-huh. Or maybe you That's want the awesome. Death Star. Yeah. Or maybe you sure. want That's yeah. like cool. any ship that you can think of in science fiction. It's just here's a twenty four hour video of sounding like you're on the Serenity. Yeah. It's also super cool if you're just trying to like chill out and get something done with a little bit of like relaxing noise in the background. Or if you live in a place like us where it rains like twelve days a year. Is that Utini? Is it a Utini? Yes. When it rains like twelve days a year, you can pretend like it's raining outside, which I may or may not. Put do. it on your put it on your big yeah, screen. Yeah, big screen TV with surround sound. Close all the thing, and I feel just, like it's raining. Just go in the backyard, turn on the hose, put on one of those sprinkler tips, and aim it at your windows. <laughs> and sit in the house in the summer when it's one hundred and fourteen degrees. Kid in Oregon, there was a radio station, Kink K I N K. That was the radio station. Name and they used uh, to play I'm rain sets and ocean sets and such. And basically, they sort of played this ambient music with rain just falling in the background. And it was totally relaxing. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep to that many a time. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Anything else? Anything else? I think it's good. Sensories. Go away, Baton. Welcome to Costco. I love you. I love you. That's it? Are we yep. done? I, I think we are. I think we're done. Wrapped. Thank you for joining us for season 26, episode 16 of Happy Church Every Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kate. My name's Stork. And I'm Kadeem. And we'll see you next week. 
And don't forget our game convention coming up February 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. In two weeks. Two weeks. We will be there. And you should be there too. Yep. Thank you very much. We'll leave this on. For ladies, cheap Joy spray and a new good penny worth But money cannot move I keep a fair, but for the fair to view A beggar may be liberal of love Though all my wares be trash The heart, the heart is true The heart is true The heart, the heart is true The is true Though all my wares be trash The heart, the heart is true The heart is true The heart is true true. Great gifts are guiles and look for gifts again My trifles come as treasures from my mind It is a precious jewel to be plain Sometimes in shells the orient pearls we find Others take a sheaf of me, a grain, of me, a grain, of me, of me, a grain, of me, a grain. Others take a sheaf of me, of me, a grain, of me, a grain, of me, of me, a grain. Within this pack, pins, points, laces, and gloves, and divers' toys, fitting a country fair. But in this heart, where duty serves and laws, turtles and twins, or brood a heavenly pair. Happy the heart that thinks of no, of no remove, of no, no remove, of no, of no remove, of no remove. Happy the heart that thinks of no remove, of no remove, of no remove. Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? Legendary cop. <laughs> How's that for a topper? <laughs> you rang.